Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, so today uh, we're going to talk about a topic that probably scares people a lot more than it should, um, because simply because it's not something that's actually going to truly happen all that often. And what we're talking about today is what to do when you get negative feedback from clients. Now, first, we do want to preface that by saying that getting feedback is not it's not by its nature negative. You should expect to get feedback. You're not in your client's heads. You can't know everything that they have to tell you. There may be insight that they just didn't think to share with you or you didn't think to ask about. It's a collaborative process. You should expect to get feedback and you should expect to get feedback other than just, this is amazing, thank you. Yeah. Negative is kind of, negative feedback doesn't really exist. I feel like unless it's someone who's like, you're fired. Yeah. I guess that's negative feedback, but for the most part, it's, it's just straight up feedback, neither good nor bad just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but let's say, again, this is not something that happens all that often, but I understand that people get nervous about it. What happens, what do you do if you send something through and the feedback you get is very clearly that your client is not happy? They're not happy with the the maybe the quality of the work or they're not happy with how the work turned out or something. They're just not happy. The feedback is that you are off the mark. Um, and again, this is not going to happen all that often, especially when you prepare yourself very well in that initial input or kickoff call. Mm -hmm. um, but it it's possible. 
Um, and we wanted to have this episode just to talk through what to do when something like that, or maybe I should say if something like that should happen to you. Yeah. The first thing, if, if you do get something back and you, it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I clearly didn't deliver what the client wanted. I feel like I delivered great copy, but they obviously have a very different idea set up some time to get on an actual call with your whoever the stakeholders are in the situation. Talking it through is going to make you feel a lot better and it's going to be a lot easier than trying to do anything via email. And honestly, you can probably hop on a call a lot faster and get get to a resolution in a place where you know the next steps that you need to take a lot faster than waiting for the email and then having to be like, oh gosh, like, I sent this back and they didn't like it at first. And now what if they, they still don't like it? There's, there's too much waiting. So by getting on the call, you can kind of just have that conversation. I don't want to say get it over with, but in some ways you can just get, get, move on to the next place where you want to be because where you want to be is with a happy client and you want to feel good about the project you delivered. So the fastest way to do that is to, to have that call and say, Hey, want to go over the brief again? this is why I did these lines, they might actually say, oh, okay, there's, there might be some more mm, deliberation, if you will, on their side to say, okay, we're open to exploring this. We didn't realize that was your thought process or whatever. Uh, another good reason to potentially have a creative review with a new client versus just tossing it over the fence and then getting back a ton of, you know, markups on, on your copy doc. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, and another thing too that we tend to forget as writers is that not everyone is especially good at conveying things via words. Yeah. And you may, and again, maybe they are truly not pleased with your work, um, but it could be that they just the way they write comes across as not pleased with anything. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so you may be missing the tone in the email where when you get on the call with them, they can say something, you know, they can clarify either way. Maybe they truly aren't happy and great. Then get on the call and you discuss it. Or maybe they'll say, yeah, you know, in general, we were really happy with it. It was just this line that we, we were a little concerned about and, and, and you can then learn moving forward with this client that they're going to come across as rather brusque in their mm-hmm. emails. But you can't know that until you get on the call. And I know it's something that we talk about a lot. So if you guys have been listening or watching for a while, then you know we harp on the idea that you can't make assumptions. You're not in anybody's heads. So if you are not absolutely crystal clear on what the problem is or what they're not happy about or why, uh, you need to get on the phone with them as as nerve-wracking as it might be to, to anticipate that call you cannot possibly know what's going on in their heads. And further, it is your responsibility as their as their copy partner, as someone they are paying to perform this service, to do it to the absolute best of your ability. And if your client is, is not happy, or I should say maybe less than happy, it's your responsibility to fix that. Yeah. And by hopping on that call and recommending that, you're showing them that you are a professional and that you're not just 
trying to execute. You are trying to partner with them. You're not just the delivery of the copy. You are a full service provider and you want to have that conversation. And again, another way to to prevent this, I know we said creative review, scheduling that so you can walk them through, potentially avoiding this step. But the other thing you can do is ask for how you best receive feedback to begin with. Because if the client is It could be that it's all marked up and you see all of these line edits and you think, oh my gosh, they completely rewrote. We've all had it happen. And if you haven't, at some point you will have a client. And again, often it's not because they mean any harm. They just don't know how to give feedback to a copywriter. They might not have worked with one a lot and they think they're helping you. They think, I don't, I feel bad. And I know Nikki has had (laughs) had this happen where they just feel bad and they want to help out. And so they rewrite. Um, so you can, at the top of often I, if I, it's with a client I've worked with before at the top of my copy doc, I'll have instructions for how best to give feedback just to remind them, Hey, you do not need to line at it unless there is something prescriptive. I always use the example. I had a client once who, Hey, we use the word client, not customers or vice versa. I forget which. And so they, they marked that up. Great. I know that I'm just going to make that change. I'm not going to to argue with that or not even argue is the wrong word, but I'm not going to question that word choice. That is their word choice. They hadn't told me. Great. Now we know. Uh, but recommending in those instructions to say, hey, pointing out what you like and why and what you do not like and why, because sometimes clients will just say, mm, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. That's that's not helpful, right? For any of us to process that feedback. So making sure you give them clear instructions to tell you the why, why it doesn't work. And to use, I often recommend they use comments so they can highlight things and remind them to not feel obligated to rewrite that that is my job. And I will happily take that on for a round of revisions that is included in in their project. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes clients will try to do line edits because they think it's easier, or maybe it, to them it is easier than trying to figure out exactly why something doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But in this case, where usually we say, make things easier for your clients, in this case, they need to get really clear on their messaging. Um, and that's part of our jobs as well, is to help our clients get really clear on their messaging. Uh, there's so many times that that Kate and I and our students as well will have input calls with clients and ask them in-depth questions. And the clients will say things like, whoa, I've actually never thought about this before. And this is crucial stuff. So even when it comes to giving feedback as well, they need to be thinking through, okay, well, I don't, you know, I don't like that. Okay. But why, why isn't this working for you? Because they may find when they have to explain it, they may go, oh, you know, actually I was thinking that, but, um, yeah, I guess that is just, I just guess I didn't like it because that's more of our old style and we are moving away from our old style. But it's so important to get this information because and get on the call because if you don't get on the call with them because you're scared or you don't want to hear bad news or, you know, you don't want, understandable, but you still have to get on the call because here's what can very easily happen, especially if you are reacting to quote unquote bad feedback and you're just, I'm trying to make it better. 
what you can end up going down is this spiral of revisions because you're mm-hmm. not entirely clear on what's not working. And then, so you're trying to revise guessing at what's not working. You send it back to them and you still haven't hit it because you were guessing on what's not working. So they're not pleased again because then it's more feedback. And then you, again, probably you're not getting on the call at that point or you're not getting on the call at that point. You g- try to scurry through another set of revisions and you end up with rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. And the project devolves into chaos and you end up everyone's frustrated everyone (laughs) you're unhappy they're unhappy exactly and you're ending up spending 40 hours on this project that Mm -hmm. should have taken you six Mm -hmm. um it's it's funny that we have to remind ourselves of this being copywriters but clear communication is very very important even if you are getting quote-unquote bad feedback which again it may just seem bad or it may wound your ego or it may be you're expecting to knock it out of the park on the project and the client comes back and goes, "Eh, well, eh, this isn't exactly what we were looking for. That can feel like bad feedback in the moment. And again, not, not, uh, not bad as in bad feeling feedback, not as in, well, just negative feedback. It can feel like negative feedback. But all it is is really just feedback, kind of going to what Kate was saying back earlier in this episode, is that try not to be married to your copy. Your copy is not your child. Your copy is not a part of you. It's not your sole creative output. It's it's a collaboration between you and your clients. And you will put your best into it and your client will put their best into it. And you may have to go back, back and forth a couple of times just to really get it to the, the very best place it can be. For sure. And sometimes you might get bad feedback in the sense that thinking of line edits and clients that like to do line edits, you might see a line that they rewrote and be like, this is really bad. Like this is, you were not a copywriter. You hired me. Why are you giving me this bad line? And so I think the the key is to know when to push back and have that conversation and when to just say they're, they're the client. That's what they really want fine. Mm -hmm. Is it the best thing? Am I going to put it in my portfolio? No, but, and the way to do that, what I, my rule of thumb again, so the client versus customer example, it's a very prescriptive, this is a word choice we use. Great. I'm going to accept all of those highlights. If they put it in the doc or do a fine replace on my own to make sure that word is swapped out or something similar where they take what I said and say something very similar with slightly different word choices. Okay, fine. If I feel like this maintains the intent and the strategy and the the benefits still clear or the call to action still clear or whatever I was trying to do in that moment. And it's just slightly different. You know what? Fine. If that makes them happy, great. Then I'm going to accept those, those line edits when it's truly a bad line and it's completely changed the intent or like a headline that now has stripped of benefit. We are the best computer tech repair people in Boston or whatever. Okay. This is, this is not a great headline. (laughs) Um, I might push back and say, Hey, you know, I see you rewrote this line. Here's my original intent. Or again, on a call, here was my original intent behind the line and why I did this and why it's going to be effective for your audience and people that visit your page and really explain to them why you made the choices that you made. And then if they still push back and say, no, we really want this line and, and, 
okay, fine. I'm going to push back once gently mm-hmm. and explain again, the the thinking behind it. And if they still want it, then move forward and see if there's anywhere else. Okay. They got rid of that. Maybe we can sneak this headline now into the first line of the body text under their headline that they want, whatever it might be, but push back once and Yeah. And (laughs) when you push back, um, you know, talk about why you did what you did, but you can also gently, very gently convey why you think that their suggestion isn't going to work, you know, talk about what you did and then say something like, you know, and, and thank you for suggesting this line. My concern is that it doesn't convey blah, 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 which we agreed was really important to get in right here. Um, Often you will get clients who are like, oh yeah, well, you know, that was just like a suggestion, but you know, you, you, (laughs) clients will backpedal quickly when Mm -hmm. they go, oh no, actually I, I realized that what I suggested doesn't make sense in this place because you just explained to me all the reasons, but just of course, to make sure that it is, it is for truly objective reasons, explain to them the, the benefit of the direction you want to go, how the direction they want to go maybe moves away from that benefit. Um, but you, even as the copywriter, it can't just be, I don't like the way they rewrote that. I just, you have to have reasons for your feedback on any client feedback. Right. But, um, but it is a matter of really picking your battles. Yeah. So for that example, like we are the best, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It starts with we, it puts the focus on you versus your customer, blah, 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 blah. That's how I would begin explaining that line and why, why it's not the most effective for this made up client that I just made Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, exactly. Although they're the best. So now I'm interested. Yeah. But the other thing you can do too, that I like to do with clients that I work with on a regular basis, and I preemptive, I, 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 you start to know how clients work, right? You kind of get what their hangups might be, what their concerns are. You can kind of start to read them. Uh, there's a client that I used to work with all the time that we did tons of email series for clients in higher ed. Every email series that I did, I would send through with it to to the client and a large, large email saying, you know, here's some notes that maybe you can answer or the, the end client can answer. Let me know if you have questions. And it would say, you know, line by line, email number one in the series. And then I would put all of my questions or notes or concerns in that, whether it was, hey, there was different information on the site in these two places where the statistic was slightly different, which one is accurate, Email number two, I intentionally called out this because X, Y, Z, email number three. And I would go by each email and just give a high level background into my thinking behind that particular email in the series, why I chose the kind of theme of the email and the focus or specific details within it that I knew that they might have questions on or concerns or whatnot. So Anything that you think through that you think would be valuable as you're doing it, jot notes because it's not necessarily extra work. You're already thinking through all of this. So just as you're going and you know, oh, this is why I'm doing this, put a comment in your doc for yourself that you can either reference later or again, preemptively send along almost as like a cover letter to your project to say, hey, here's kind of what I want you to know before you go in and process this. 
Hmm. Yeah. And it's really helpful for your client. Your client has a ton of stuff in their head. So when you send along your email with, and again, this is usually for clients that you've done with, done a a project or two with already. Um, We recommend that first creative review, at least for the first project with the client. But, but when you send something along and you say, Hey, and you know, on our, on the kickoff call for this client, for this project, we talked about X, Y, Z. So you'll see that's why I included X, Y, Z in this email. It's a good, it helps them remember when they go, Oh yeah. I did remember that we talked through that and I, and I wanted to make an emphasis on this. There's so much stuff in your client's mind. Anything that you can do to make it easier for them and make it faster for them to, to review these projects is going to make both their life easier and your life easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of the, the feedback, receiving bad feedback process is you being able to give feedback back to your client. And that's in some ways, what some of this is, it's, it's all communication, but it's also giving them feedback on how they're giving you feedback and saying, Hey, you know, like, I appreciate that you went through line by line, but I best receive feedback if you blah, 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 and we can best partner together and always spin it into the benefit to them and why it's helpful for the project process. Mm -hmm. So practicing giving feedback yourself in these moments is going to be really helpful to just having it be a natural part of your, your process working with clients. Yeah. Well, and one more little thing that I just want to tag on is that the way that you receive feedback can also really differ depending on the day and depending on the mood you're in. If you are having just a really nice day, things are humming along and you just had some good client calls in the morning and you get an email from a client and it's not, it's not, super tip top feedback. Yeah. It might bum you out a little bit. And, oh. But if you are having kind of a crummy day and it's, you're just, or you're tired or things just aren't going well and you get that same piece of feedback, that's kind of maybe not even great, just kind of like hmm, a little bit less stellar than you would have expected, it could devastate you. It can definitely, the, the, and it could be the same feedback, but just if you're already having a crummy day or you're tired or something like that, you could take it very, very differently. So keep that in mind as well. Um, yes, if you get a piece of feedback and you're like, Ooh, I'm worried about this, schedule that call as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But once you've gotten that call scheduled, set that away, maybe take a nap. If you're not feeling so great, go out and get some, get a little perspective, go out, take a walk, do something different. If you have, and we've recommended this before, but if you have a file where you save the emails from other clients who have raved about your work, Mm -hmm. when you've sent stuff through and they go, oh my God, this is it. You've totally nailed it. Go back and take a look at those. Um, don't, don't let a piece of, of quote unquote negative feedback throw you off your game. And again, it could be to the day is just coloring how you're feeling about the feedback on any Mm -hmm. other day. You might go, Oh, you know, all right, I see. I need to make some changes to it. And it could just be on this day. You're having a tough day in general. And that same piece of feedback just throws you for a loop. So bear that in mind. Yeah. And reframe it as this is going to make me better. This is going to make me a better copywriter. 
because it's going to happen even after five, 10, 20 years of you doing this, you might still get feedback that you don't perceive as being positive. Mm -hmm. You're not going to knock every single project out of the park and you might, and it might get harder as you go on because you do knock out, you know, nine out of 10 projects is like glowing, raving, And then you have that one client that's maybe just a trickier, has higher expectations or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's not you. It's, it's not you. Yeah. It's not you. It's just, it's the project. It's It's an opportunity to grow and to improve and, and it's, it's part of the process, but we wouldn't like this job if it weren't challenging. Right? If it were boring. Yes. If it were a cakewalk, if everything we did, we just sat down and went, huh, and then wrote something, sent it to our clients, and they were like, yay, this is great. If every single project went like that, we would be bored out of our minds. We we got into this because we like a creative challenge. We like that mix of creativity. We like that mix of strategy. We like it. And yes. Even though it it can be scary sometimes to get out of our comfort zone, ultimately we like that growing. We like the we like who we become, and we like developing as professionals. So, to Kate's point, if if you're going through this, it's not going to happen all that often. If you you are conscientious about your kickoffs, conscientious about your creative reviews, but if it does happen, when it does happen, it's it's okay. You will get through it and it's an opportunity to learn. Okay. So hope that was helpful. Maybe this is one you want to save in case you need to come back to it someday. Um, But with that, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.